This is Laundry, and you're listening to As the Story Grows. Welcome to the next chapter of As the Story Grows. I'm Brad Patton. This week, we welcome Eugene, Oregon, indie rock band Laundry to the podcast. Laundry released their latest record, Movie Star, independently back in September. The band's entire discography is on Bandcamp. A link is in the show notes. Go check them out. Laundry discusses their origins, their musical evolution, and where they see the future of their sound headed, and the themes on Movie Star. I'm super excited to introduce you guys to Laundry. Enjoy. Hot. It's hot. It's hot. hot. Oregon. Relatively. I don't know where you're from, so maybe we're talking out of our asses a little bit. <laughs> I'm in DC, so it's also hot, but I don't know the comparables. Yeah. I mean, if it's Probably usually some... cool, so I don't. Yeah. Similar longitude or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to have you guys on. I've been jamming some tunes and the new single, and uh, excited to chat. Thanks. Thanks for listening to it. Yeah. So if you guys want to start, if you just want to go around in however, whichever order you'd like and introduce yourself and what you do in the band. Yeah, for sure. Um, I am Riley Summers, R-I-L-E-Y-S-O-M-E-R-S. Uh, I play guitar and sing sometimes. Hi. Um, my name is Kiki. Should, do you want me to spell my name? Is you do that- not have to. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, my name is really long. Um, my last one. I'm Kiki Prasi Um And... I play guitar and I also sing sometimes. I'm Cal, I play bass and sing sometimes. I'm Nick, I play drums and I'm just going to start out singing. Awesome, awesome. And you have a sweet mustache. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's great. I appreciate people who can rock it and have confidence and not look like creepy um so uh, <laughs> very important actually yeah, we, it we is very important fine line with a mustache for i sure. cannot do it so <laughs> awesome awesome well are you all from oregon and that eugene area originally i'm from portland we're mostly from portland riley's from uh klamath falls yeah i'm from uh, vancouver washington so just right next to portland on the washington side yeah and i'm from just from like southern oregon so like as far from portland as you can go and still be <laughs> Oregon, basically that's awesome what brought you all out to eugene school cool yeah yeah, cool. yeah. we all met at uva nice yeah awesome what got each of you into music um well my parents are both musicians i mean my mom not really professionally anymore but they met in a band that they were playing together she's a really good 
flautist and my dad's a guitar player and is an audio engineer now. Um, and he records us. Yeah. Right. And so I was just around it all the time and it was kind of just, I love, I loved it from a really young age. And so it just sort of was natural. Uh, me and Kiki were in different bands in high school in Portland and we played with each other. Um, and I think basically we both liked the attention a lot, right? <laughs> I didn't like it back then. I just like playing music, but now I do. <laughs> Riley, you can go next if you want. Um, I was, uh, I don't know. I was just always kind of interested in it. Neither of my parents are musicians or anything. Um, but my dad liked a lot of classic rock. He, I, I don't know. I like, I think maybe the start of it was sort of like guitar hero and, um, sort of, he gave me like, I, I like won a CD for selling the most, or sorry, a CD player for selling the most raffle tickets when I was in elementary school. And <laughs> then my dad like gave me a bunch of his CDs and, you know, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, uh, Bob Dylan, even, you know, just lots of lots of old stuff like that kind of was what made me want to play guitar and then just kind of went from there. My, my dad also raised me on classic rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. It's a good, good intro. That's a pretty typical story, I think. With, yeah. Uh, you know, the white dads. <laughs> it uh, can be, yeah. Either that or like, I feel like, yeah, dad brought you up on classic rock or you skateboarded and learned about music that way, right? <laughs> like, I mean, there's tons of cliches as far as yeah. I go. I think the dad rock upbringing definitely is, uh, is a staple. I always liked classic rock a lot more than my dad growing up, actually. <laughs> yeah. He, like, he always liked, like, Radiohead and The National and these, like, you know, mature, like... He has very refined taste. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, queen! <laughs> That's uh, awesome. So I... Uh, my, both my parents uh, were not really uh, musicians. Uh, they played a little bit. My mom sang a little bit, uh, but it, they were not really, really, um, really into it. And but they were both they both loved music, so we always have really good music in the house. And my brother uh, picked up the guitar um, when I was really little, so he was playing. And then I wanted to do something, so my parents bought me a drum set. And uh, yeah, from then on, we we pretty much just bounced inspiration inspiration off of each other uh and just kind of grew that like musical bond but also like uh really strongly in like other directions uh yeah. nick, nick and his brother are really good jazz fusion players they're in a band together outside of this called honey that's awesome that's rad i always tried to get my brothers to play music with me and they never like <laughs> it never it never worked are you a drummer i see a kit behind you i am i'm gonna get to their like guitars and basses and keyboards on the floor and a little bit of everything i used to have a studio as well so very nice awesome yeah how did uh laundry start oh who's gonna tell it this time <laughs> okay, okay. Um, <laughs> so you guys want to no it's cool go for it okay so so we uh we all joined this like musical community uh for freshmen at the uo um in the in a dorm called spiller on campus and basically there was like a jam room uh, and that was like the the special thing about about that dorm is there was like a space for all these musicians to get together and like just jam and bounce like creative ideas off of each other and so the very first day uh you know there was like 25 guitar players like a few bass players a few drummers we all they all got together in this uh in this little like 
area downstairs in the basement. And there was like, you know, we just jammed for like six or seven hours. And then it was, you know, it ended up being like two or three in the morning and they had to like this out. And so the only other room that us and a few other stragglers uh, could go to was the laundry room. And eventually it was just the four of us just jamming and, and hanging out. And that, that's kind of how we knew it was just like we, we were the last ones standing and we just kept 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 playing. And, and we we're like, this is the, the chemistry is great. We got to we got to do something about this. That's how it all went down. That's, that's kind of how, how it started, how we showed our dedication to each other. That's awesome. That's rad. Like supernatural. Another part of the story that I don't usually tell, but I think is interesting is I like because coming out of high school, I was pretty like socially anxious and stuff. And also it's definitely intimidating, like going into a space with a lot of mostly men and stuff and like being like, I play guitar. But I like I remember I like heard people jamming downstairs and I like walked out of my room and then walked back inside, I think like 10 times before I was like, OK, no, I'm going to go down there. Like I almost didn't. <laughs> that would have been different. Would have been different. That's awesome. I did it. I did yeah. it. How did how did that you pick that name laundry? <laughs> well, it's the laundry room. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so we like had some ideas floating around that were like laundry themed. Um, some that didn't make the cut was like tumble dry or like <laughs> laundry room lounge or something like that. And then eventually, I think we were just like walking around on campus one day, and Cal was like, "Let's just name the group laundry," and so we did. And At that uh, point, too, we didn't have like super high aspirations of like. <laughs> going on giant tours and like all the stuff like we really just wanted to like put out a demo and like be able to play these cool house shows in our community where we could like just meet like other people that went to the university and hang out with them so like we didn't and, like, put, we like, wanted to like be friends with the other bands and just like sort of get in yeah we thought that we thought they were cool and we wanted to hang out with them and it wasn't like I don't know. We didn't put like a ton of thought into it at the time, but for instance, know. we did not check to see if there was already a couple of Spotify's on lawn or laundries on Spotify. We did. <laughs> I checked. Well, there, oh, you did. Uh, yes. There turned out to be a couple more laundries. <laughs> I think at that point we were like, ah, oh, who cares? Yeah. At least I was. I don't yeah. know. But no, we've we've beaten them out now, so it's okay. Yeah. Fuck the other laundries. <laughs> <laughs> the champion laundry. <laughs> we wanted to like start internet beef with them. Or I, I, I wanted to, no, I don't know about starting beef, but one of the other laundries, uh, is the side project of the drummer of Primus's, oh, yeah. uh, it's Tim Alexander. Yeah. yeah. I kind of just, I would love to just talk with the guy someday. Just, you know, share laundry stories. Like when this. we first came out with our first EP, um, just like a really rough, like thing we threw together freshman year, uh, we put it on Spotify and it cropped up on their page as a new release <laughs> so yeah. yeah they hadn't released music since like 2001 or something like that. <laughs> yeah. they Did you guys have a specific uh, like sound or like bands that were influencing you early on that really like focused your sound in a certain direction? 
Well, early on, our sound was very unfocused. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, very unfocused sound. Um, and I think that you know we all have very distinct influences, uh, <laughs> and we still do. And maybe we've, uh, we've there's been more and more things that have been overlapping in a few in the past few years that kind of feel like makes our sound a little more cohesive. But at the very beginning, like we were just like as far away from each other as we could be. Well, that, that's not maybe that's not true. Um, we were we were really throwing stuff at the wall. I yeah. think collectively, and also a big part of it was Kiki was uh, writing songs, but not for Laundry yet. Um, so she was just playing guitar on our stuff, and like you know, obviously the last few albums, all four of us are writing music, and it's yeah. more of a collaborative thing. But uh, yeah, that first year it was just sort of like me and Riley had some little yeah, I was like I'm chord not progressions. My songs. We were like, yeah, you guys play some little doodly doos on this, and uh, yeah, I'll <laughs> say some stuff, and then uh, put it on an album. <laughs> <laughs> and I think um, we just started playing. We somehow just got a lot of gigs, and we got to be really good friends. And I like, we were very happy. Obviously, Kiki started letting us play her songs too. And like, those are, I think, like a lot of our fans, their favorite laundry song is a Kiki song, for example. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in those days, too, we were, like, calling ourselves a funk-punk band, and I don't think either of those terms are accurate. <laughs> early early laundry anymore. is just a whole different thing. It's just a whole different thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Well, was there something you, when you settled on something, was there a direction or, like, specific influences? Because to me, it's very reminiscent of, like, what was happening in indie rock in, like, 2000, 2001, 2000, like, the before. early 2000s. And, like, so it, it, it feels old school to me and I mean, you guys are much younger than i am so um yeah like the strokes kind of era yeah or even bands like early mart the early shin stuff um oh, yeah. yeah favorite band in high school for me also i think we all like vampire weekend and we get compared to them just like yeah those sort of because it's inherently a little bit you know uh weird to be playing guitar music in our lord's year 2021 yeah. <laughs> so yes i think it makes sense because like we got to pull from somewhere and that's like the last big sort of rock scene and in a certain way we don't even really want to like we're, we're trying to god i don't want to sound pretentious but like Guitar music is like so done. We're trying to like make new sounds with them and stuff. I don't know if I totally am on board. There's just a lot. There's a lot of guitar music out there. Right? Yeah, I mean, here's what I would say is just like, you know, I'm not like trying to be out here like let's revitalize the genre of guitar rock, but like at the same <laughs> time, like I do, I like how long we've spent sort of sticking to our roots. And this album that we just put out, to me, feels like the pinnacle of just like what we've sort of wanted to make as a four piece rock band with our guitars, bass, drums, harmony sort of setup. And I love the album so much, but I think after this, we're kind of looking to expand a little bit. It seems like, you know, I've, I just bought a keyboard and I'm kind of wanting to throw that in the mix in the next album. And I, you know, we're always experimenting a little bit, yeah. but trying to like, not just be uh, at the same time. Like we don't, want to just be so experimental that we're like careless you know i think a big part of what we've been liking to do with this one especially and on riley's end is uh using just his guitar and pedals to like make noises that you wouldn't necessarily associate with the guitar has yeah. become a decent and very fun part of this last album sound i think yeah it's funny too because like growing up i was always like the anti-pedal guy i was like oh that's like <laughs> 
guitar pedals are stupid. If you, you can see if it, <laughs> you can just plug your guitar into your amp. And like, I've gone completely in the opposite direction nowadays. But I don't know. I mean, you grow up and your tastes change. Yeah, you want to do different things, and you get tired of like. You can only play the same three, four chords so many different ways before you're just like, how can I play this chord but make it sound different, right? <laughs> like, sure. especially if you're writing for a long time and, and have a long career. So it makes mm -hmm. sense. I, I want to get to kind of the sound on the new record and the change, but I'm curious, you guys put out a little record in 2020. Was that always planned that you were going to release music in 2020 or? Yes, it was not planned. Terrible timing because we had to <laughs> a national tour for that album. Oh, shit. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we were going to sort of debut some songs from it at Tree Fort over a year ago, and that got canceled, of course. But now mm -hmm. we'll be debuting some songs at Tree Fort this year for our next album. Yeah, so. that's a lot of stuff that was going to happen last year. It just got pushed this year. But, uh, yeah, we were really sad that we couldn't tour it because we we love that album. You know, we wanted to we wanted to... A lot of songs on there we've only played live like four or five times in like the month before pandemic happened you know oh, man yeah but at the same time i mean you know we got to spend so much more time practicing the record that's about to come out uh just because we we weren't gigging as much you know we like and we sort of hit this point before the pandemic too where we had sort of always had this policy of just like we'll take all the gigs we can get and I think that um, that started to wear on us all for, you know, slightly different reasons, just like um, like whether it was just like straining our academics or straining our, our bodies or uh, just like all kinds of things. It was sort of time to reevaluate. And I think it kind of made us realize, like, we don't necessarily need to be playing bars on Monday nights anymore. Right. So, so um, you know, so that, that's definitely things we've taken from this, like, momentary lapse in live performances yeah did you ever think about holding off and not releasing that record well it was too late it was too late yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. it was like it came out april 20th and we found out about everything like the end of march Mar so yeah. it was just like yeah yeah you know it was all slated for release and everything yeah pretty brutal, <laughs> pretty brutal timing. honestly i'm glad we didn't wait because like yeah. what we still be sitting on it now like that doesn't yeah, you yeah. gotta just do it eventually yeah, and the world needed music, you know. That, yeah. That. yeah. We yeah. had a hell of a fun month playing shows just around Eugene and Portland when that album came out, playing the new songs. But uh, yeah, it's life. Yes, it's life was cut short. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys do any live streams or any like taking to the internet to try to keep yourselves relevant and uh, out we there? Like them if they were, we like to do them if they were like fundraisers. Or yeah. it paid us a lot of money. Went <laughs> <laughs> one or the other on the end of the spectrum, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like Nick said, after a few of them, we were just like, "Ooh, these are depressing." Yeah, they were really just. Uh, it was. It was not right. It didn't feel feel it didn't, like. Didn't feel good. Didn't feel like how playing music in front of people should feel. You know. Yeah. And not to be like because I respect the idea of them, and I know some people enjoyed them a lot, but I, my favorite bands in the world, and like my bestest friends, I would never be find myself watching their live streams and like you know i just don't know really who it's for because you don't you know yeah like i'm not gonna orient my whole day around logging onto a facebook live stream at this yeah <laughs> like just a lot to ask you know for like it's just not the same experience as going to a concert and like socializing having fun when, when i was watching like my friends bands do live streams i would just be like i would feel bad for the band because i was like oh you guys have so many fans like 
this doesn't represent that, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh shit, that's, that's us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think no one thinks it was the best thing to do, but you know. Yeah. Every, everyone had to I choose their own path. Videos this year instead. Yeah. That. Yeah. At what point did you decide to, to start writing new material? We do it pretty much immediately. Immediately. Yeah. It's, it's just sort of the way the cycle goes. It's, um, it's fast. I mean, for me, it's a little bit overwhelming. I always have like a, I have, I write in sort of like manic bursts and then I have like a, slump where I'm just not creative for many months and I'm like I'm never going to write a song again um but usually it works out but yeah like these guys are just like always like all right we're finished let's get back to work and I'm like I need to find some material (laughs) (laughs) I don't know we don't we never really give it a rest to be honest like we're, we're usually doing something yeah we're always somewhere in the album release cycle you know like it's kind of seems like right after we put out an album or no, sorry, right after we're done recording an album, we're working on new material. Sometimes we already have started, honestly. Yeah. 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 Usually we have, yeah. yeah. Was there ever a thought not to do an album and just like release singles or EPs or in shorter bursts to get music out there quicker? Or was it always like, if we can wait and time this correctly and like we could tour when this comes out or... We're, we're so into releasing singles for an album nowadays because we think it's like, as Cal likes to put it, you get you get more content bombs, you know? You get to like be like, hey, we're putting something out, we're putting something out. But at the end of the day, we're still believers in the album. Like, we yeah. like the... If it were up to me, which it's not, and obviously I think we're making the right choice, you know, like, business-wise, I would rather just release an album, maybe release one single, single before. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. I just am an album guy, like... I like albums. I like I like their format. I like the way they say something. Like with a lot of songs at a time, I like being able to listen to them all the way through. Mm-hmm. Like I get so exhausted by like the release five singles yeah. and then release the like rest of the other album. It's like two more songs. Yeah, it's like, we're we're old fashioned. We're a four piece guitar band, and we like to release albums. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it it works. There's something there for everybody. Um, um, I think we all sort of like our music. We write songs you know, all by ourselves and some of them in a group and we collaborate and they do wind up, I think, especially the last two years, coalescing into packages of like, you know, seven to 10 songs that make sense with each other. So in that way, I think we're probably not going to ever stop doing albums, even even if it's true, we like to maybe like play the business a little bit and yeah, release music more often. Cause that's what uh that's what the internet likes you know you stay on the a movie star you carry a nation's weight but the board of directors of the studio determines your fate So there's a song on the album. The first song is called Movie Star. And it it's not that deep, but it's, you know, 
and then there's some other sort of movie star themes sprinkled around um like one of the songs is i think sort of loosely based on um judy garland um and i don't know it just it was i think a lot of it is just sort of like a it is like like i think it's the biggest motif in the album but it also just like we're coming up with album names that's mostly just about like how it rolls off the tongue like phonetically like how it sounds you know um movie star is kind of like a cute snappy title i think it's really glamorous and sexy as an album title and i really like it yeah i guess we were also sort of just uh when we're honing in on like okay we've got all these songs what's like the visual aesthetic that we see that sort of like pairs with it mm -hmm. i think like this sort of like old-timey hollywood look is just what we were sort of all sort of all agreeing that we saw like with it you know because we go you know we're getting merch printed we're getting album art done we're getting movies or sorry <laughs> music videos <laughs> made so it's like what like what do we want this all to be centered around that's going to reflect the songs and i think and, it also has yeah. a lot to do with the fact that this last year we just watched so many movies and tv right? <laughs> songs most of the songs on the album not don't you dare so much but most of the songs on the album are about TV being in kind. movies or TV shows or watching movies or TV shows or yeah. some variation of that. And I think that's sort of where our heads were at. We just absorbed a lot of content this year. We spent a lot of time inside. <laughs> so I'm curious, like you talked about changing sounds and wanting to, to reinvent yourself. Both the first two singles are a little more chill. Um, like there seems to be more shoegaze influence, a little more dream pop. Uh, a lot more space in the music. Is that a theme that continues throughout the record or just like this single that you wanted to showcase something different in your sound? I think, I think that is accurate, yes. What part? I think that does describe more or less the rest of the album compared to the last album. We use really, um, we, we got in the studio and me and Nick, everyone really liked the, the idea and the sound of like really dead and dry bass and drums rhythm section. I think that opened up a lot of space in this album um, for just like, you know, Kiki doing like little like high melodies, Riley doing like, uh, you know, whale sounds on his guitar. There was just a lot of space. Nick and I tried to be, we had a just compared to the last album, especially, which had like a pretty lively, um, you know, recording for the rhythm section. It's just tried to be very dead. Yep. Yeah. What's what's the future hold for after this record? Is are you hoping to tour, or is it just are you in wait and see mode? And yeah, we yeah, go ahead. Sorry, we got a. Sorry, I'm just jumping in because I'm the I'm the tour guy here. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, we we got a tour booked um, for mid September. We're just gonna do a run from here in Oregon. Uh, gonna start in Portland, run our way down to San Diego, and then. Uh, and then we're coming back from San Diego, 17th of September, playing our album release on the 18th of September, and then heading off to Boise for Tree Fort. So, yeah, we're doing a little tour. You know, it's not the national tour we had planned for Fast Cars, but uh, we've been having some vehicle troubles lately that oh, we're sorting out. So, <laughs> for this tour, we're going to get uh, drums backlined for 
for our whole tour so that we can we don't have to travel with them because that makes yeah. me less gear so hoping to get like a box to put on top of uh, Cal's parents car and that's how we're that's how we're rolling this time <laughs> style national like summer yes if, if, if we can swing it if there's not uh, Rona 2 sharing fantasies about moving overseas Thanks for listening to As the Story Grows. Our intro music was written and composed by Jeremy Hunt. The As the Story Grows theme is by Bob Nana. If you like what you hear, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a rating and review. If you'd like to support the show financially, you can join us at patreon.com slash as the story grows. Be a part of our community and join the ongoing conversation over on Discord. If you enjoy this episode, share it on social media with your friends. Much appreciated, and thanks for listening. I never felt so young and-